Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 43, and we have made it. We are into the New Testament. And joining us on this episode are Casey and TJ Overstreet. And we were excited to begin talking about Jesus. And we talked about this upside down kingdom. So I hope you stick around and join us in this conversation. Casey, TJ, welcome back to The Word This Week. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm so glad that you guys... uh, are joining us today, and it's a special day as the podcast goes and as it goes for us who are reading through the Bible this year. It's about time. We are in the New Testament. Woo-hoo! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was thinking uh, about that and thinking about what we've read to this point. And uh, I was wondering for you guys, as you've been tracking um, with the Old Testament, what are some things just overall? that um, that maybe jumped out to you uh, from from the Old Testament or maybe some new ways of looking at things uh, that have developed over the past several months for you guys? Mm, that's good. I think I became more passionate about the Old Testament mm. than I have in times past when i've when I've read it. Um, it's it's just it's such the foundation of what Jesus came. To, to teach. Yeah. And and so I, I just gained a deeper appreciation of how important it is for us to read and study and understand the Old Testament. Yeah. And it helps you understand the New Testament that much more. Right, right. And I'm really excited for, for all of us that have been tracking through mm-hmm. that now as we read the Gospels yeah. and as we get into the epistles and, and all of that of the New Testament, I think there's going to be light bulbs going off More for people. Aha yes. Moments. Yeah, yes. like, oh wait, I remember reading that back in Jeremiah yeah, or back sure. in Ezekiel and and seeing or, those oh, things. Oh, this That's, means something yeah, absolutely. now. Yeah, and or a, like you said, a greater understanding then of mm-hmm. of Jesus' message or yep. or the things that he did, the things that that he said. Yeah, yeah for sure. TJ, what about um, I, I think growing up, when when I heard when I just heard the word old in general. I thought uh, mm. that no longer pertains to me, mm-hmm. right? That's wow, that's, that's point, in yeah. the past, and so even growing up in church, oh, here's the Old Testament. I'm like, well, how how does that? They're making sacrifices. They're doing all this crazy stuff. That does not pertain to me. But what I I felt like the Lord was telling me this year, going through this, is this is as relevant today as it was thousands of years ago because it's it's all about god it's all about his story and trying over and over and over again to show us how incomplete we are without him but how gracious and loving he is to continue to come back Mm -hmm. right I, i can think back in just over seasons of any my life probably anybody's life of like I've 
fallen away, not been as close to the Lord, but yet the Lord continues to pursue me, mm-hmm. pretend, continues to give me opportunity, chance after chance. I, I love that his that his mercies are new every day, and that's I believe that that's what the Old Testament part of what the Old Testament was showing us is that yeah. man his mercies are new and he he loves he loves his children he he wants nothing more than to commune with us and us with him and. Um, and he continued to pursue them even when they were over unfaithful. Over and over right. and over again. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, okay, well, you got that one wrong. Let's yeah. let's do this all over. Let's do this again. But he kept coming back, and so um, I I think that that's relevant for me because I need the Lord to keep allowing me to come back or Him to continue to pursue me. Like to it because the story of the Old Testament. Is the story of my life too, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so I think just the the true relevance that the Old Testament brings into who we are. Yeah, yeah, and that reminded me of something that that we've said several times over the past year uh, is that their story, Israel's story, mm-hmm. is truly our story. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, something that that jumped out to me this whole time has been um, just the simplicity. Of the message, mm-hmm. like we we think it's this complicated thing, especially when you look at the law and you look at God's expectations for His people. But really, His expectations were, hey, if you walk with me, yeah, yep, and walk in my ways, then I'm going with you. Right, like, I, absolutely. My presence is with and you, and that's where the freedom is. Yeah, yeah, total freedom. It's not in restriction, that. exactly. And isn't exactly. it funny that His way is so simplistic, but He had to come. And give us some some additional mm-hmm. guardrails because we as humans, we as people, wanted to try to get outside of it even further. Right. Like we're the ones. We I think a lot of times we look at the Old Testament and say, "Oh, that's a bunch of laws and a bunch of strictness." Well, that was have to put there because we we right. as people messed up right. and we we needed some clarity because and, our rebellion our rebe- is that's right is is trying to define for ourselves what's yep. what's good and bad, what's good and evil. And yet right. God had already defined it, and it was mm-hmm. very simple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or the flip side is we see what the Pharisees did here as we enter the New Testament, and they put these extra borders around the law, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. and right. They, they made it even harder or more complicated, I probably should say. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the other side and made it more about morality, which, you know, morality is not bad. But they just shifted that focus too far. It's like ditch right. to ditch, like they say, mm-hmm. you know. No doubt. Yeah, that's that's a great point for sure. As we as we enter into the New Testament, um, if you're tracking along with us in the in the daily Bible in chronological order, uh, what it does it combines the the stories of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, where they where they intersect, where they overlap. So, and they try to put in the details. And so it looks a looks a little different. Uh, I just wanted to kind of give give folks a heads up as we get there. But as we're entering in, we get to see the the intros to the gospels. Yep. Uh, we we see the the birth narratives uh, of Jesus, which is cool. And then we're entering into the earthly ministry. So those are the things that that we've read this this week. Thinking about uh, where we're at, are there some things that have jumped off the page? To you guys, I, I kind of come back to John one. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so there's so much there, and no. John one one. In the beginning, the word already existed. 
The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. That should give the full framework of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's there. Like, <laughs> in the beginning, God created, but the Word was there, and the Word and the Son was there. Jesus was there. This is the... This is that second beginning, right? Yeah. It, the New Testament. And so this is a uh, an encouragement, I hope, to, to all readers that, hey, this is not something, it, just because it's the New Testament, it's not anything new. Right. It's something that's all always been here. It's just the culmination. It's beginning to come together. And you're going to see, we're going to see, man, God do some just something. I, you can't put words to it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think it, it, there's, it's no coincidence that John 1 starts the exact same way that Genesis, Genesis 1 does. Yep. does. And, yep. uh, you know, for me, John 1 is what would always stand out in this section. Uh, and if you skip down to verse 14 there, it says, So the Word yes. became Came human yep. and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Uh, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the the Father's one and only mm-hmm. Son, and you mm-hmm. mentioned this encapsulates the gospel. That's what I had, I had highlighted that whole passage that you read, drawn a line down yeah. to fourteen, and said, "Gospel, this yeah. is the good news." And yep. and the the Trinity, you know, we yeah. we see the Trinity mm-hmm. here in this as well. You know, the Word became human and full of His love and faithfulness. And you skip down further; it says, "For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ." He has revealed God to us. It's just, it's this beautiful revelation. They've always, you know, been there. God's always been there. But just this further revelation to us. I just wonder at what point for the original audience of of Mm. the scripture or those who, who lived and walked with Jesus as he, I wonder at what point the light bulbs started going on. Mm. You know, or even for some of those Pharisees who knew who knew well, the they word? Knew the law, who so, knew yeah. the law? Uh, you know, at what point? And I think we see that in in Nicodemus. I, th- mm-hmm. I think we actually yeah, read. We I think yeah, that was in yeah. reading Nicodemus. This week. Yep. Uh, reading Nicodemus is. Um, it's like he was almost there, yeah. but not quite there. He, he was and, wrestling. You could yeah. tell he was wrestling back yeah. and forth. I mean, obvious that he was, but um, there's there's no doubt that. The, I wonder if this the original, the early reader or those that were here. They were like, I know it's, we know the law, we know the prophets, but it's been 400 years. Sure. And we, we don't, we don't know everything that, but could there have been people that came and said that they were, we, we don't know that. Um, I think if it was relevant, we would, we would have been told yeah. about it. But anyways, um, here is the, the prophecy coming to fulfillment, mm-hmm. right? And there, maybe there was a piece of them, too, that didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were hopeful. I, I think, Casey, when we were just kind of chatting earlier, talked about this upside-down kingdom and what I think about with that, because that's what's happened. That's what's happening when Jesus comes, that the the Jews are, are waiting for this Messiah. Like, they know that this Messiah is coming, this, this Savior, this one that is going to um, carry everything, the government on his shoulder. Like, it's it's a big deal. 
but they don't have any idea that it's coming in the form of the way that it's coming. Right. You know, Jesus is not coming as this great political right. ruler, this warrior wielding a sword made of metal to tear down um, all these other um, dynasties and all these other, other rulers. He's coming as a lamb, yeah. not as he, he's the lion and the lamb, right? We see that, but he's coming as a man and he is, um, he is about to radically transform everybody's view of what this Messiah truly is. Right. Well, in history, history tells, scripture doesn't necessarily tell us, but history tells us there were plenty of people that were coming on the scene that were saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm one. the one. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. one. Yeah. And, and there were obvious reasons why they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm right? sure. Uh, and some, some of them were seeking that, that power. Yeah. Seeking that that political mm-hmm. or uh, military kind of strength, um, but yeah, Jesus looked completely different yeah. than that. The, this is the opposite of everything that they expected. Mm-hmm. He came. He came as a baby. He came to a young young mother. Mm. He he came to a couple who um, was poor. He came to serve. He came and shared his message to the outcasts. It's yeah. it's the exact opposite of what you would expect a saving king to look like. And and mm. that's the beauty. That's the beauty of this upside down kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So as as you were reading uh, kind of explore that a little more. Uh that the idea of upside down kingdom. Yeah. Well, obviously that's not a concept that, <laughs> that I came up with as, as um, I've been listening to other commentaries and, and teaching. That's the, the phrase that they've used. And I've had to kind of be processing it a little bit in my mind. But I mean, as I, as I read this, like I said, I mean, you just, you see it, you see how the angel came and, you know, I love every time when it's, when it's Mary, when it's Joseph, um, as we, as we read about Zechariah and mm-hmm. Elizabeth, you know, it's always like, don't be afraid. Like yeah, I'm about yeah. to do this really big thing, but it's also a really hard thing too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jesus doesn't come in and everything is just easy as, as can mm-hmm. be. And so, um, so it takes faith, it takes mm. courage, it takes people that you would least expect to be humble and obedient. And that's exactly what happens. I mean, I love Mary's response when the angel does come to her and she says, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Yeah. And you know, then she does mm. this beautiful Mary song that's, um, that's just past that, but... Um, I mean, you can just go through here in every section and say, maybe that's not the way that I would have done it, or I would have expected it to have been done. For sure. You know, I mean, and then we look at John the Baptist and how he goes before and again, gosh, there's just so much good stuff. (laughs) You know, you look about how, um, you know, the Holy Spirit was in John even before birth. And then it references um, the Holy Spirit being with Mary and and with Joseph. But, you know, he he went before and he um, prepared the way as the Lord came through. But then we know that he ended in beheading 
You know, he had to die to self. Yeah. It wasn't, I came and I did this and my King and Savior came and glory to me. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. none of that. Or reward. For, or reward. Yeah, for that, right. I mean, we all or honestly, you know, yeah, yeah, eternal reward, definitely. <laughs> right. But I mean, he ended with his head on a platter. Mm. And it's just, um, it's mind boggling in the very best way. Yeah, I'm sure most people that are listening kind of know what we're talking about, but I just kind of wanted to frame that back too. Is when we talk about this upside kingdom, it's it's in complete opposition to what the Jews thought were coming, right? right? right. And so, um, if you think back a long time ago when we were reading Isaiah, Isaiah nine, Isaiah mm-hmm. had prophesied what was to come, and and he said, "Hey." This time, his words, this time of darkness and despair, they're, they're not going to go on forever. That's, you know, that's what he said. And then this is when he foretold of the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he says in, in Isaiah 9, 6, he says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of the ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. And I think as we've just kind of been talking about how completely different Jesus' arrival is and ultimately culmination of what he's brought to the people is so radically different than what our face value perception yeah. of this is yeah i mean you read that you think oh man here he comes <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah but what happened he was born and then they had to flee mm-hmm. yeah they had to flee to egypt right. to to avoid death no but the beautiful thing is is that every word of this is absolutely what happened and who he mm-hmm. is and what what it who he looks who this messiah who our messiah is it just comes about different than if we were to sit there and write the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. it does. It's it's so well so different. Luke references in chapter one, um, you know, it says, I also have decided to write an an accurate account for you. <laughs> um, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. You know, and then um That's good. You yeah. know, you look at the other gospels and how they're each written to a different audience, yeah. but they're they put together to support and affirm one another mm-hmm. just through a different viewpoint or a different lens. And I mean the genealogies, I think before I would have maybe been like, Okay, begat, begat, you know. <laughs> or you just skim through it and like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I see the names. But now like we talked about earlier with that foundation of the old testament, it's like, oh, Oh, look at this and look at that. that But that was important, right? That was important to the Jews. They needed to see that lineage. Yep, to show that Jesus is the one. Right, and then how you see it traced back through Joseph's line and then through Mary's line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah, and I I think too, um, both of those authors, you know, Matthew, but I think they needed to do that. They did it intentionally, obviously, to show the lineage back, but I think to show the humanity of the people, mm. because like if you read some mm-hmm. of the names in this lineage, mm-hmm. you're like, right. "Oh my, Yikes. our our Messiah is coming from that." Mm-hmm. And yes, our Messiah came from the real and the raw, yep. just like the people he came to save. 
Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that. And, piece. and not just the Jews. Yeah. 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 And there's that had to have been a shocker. Sure. Big time. Like even from day one. Right. I mean, obviously we know that it is, but like what what is this? Like this is upside down for sure. Yeah. That God's God's heart is for all peoples. All people. Yep. Every tribe, tongue, and nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You were mentioning just the different gospels and the different perspectives. Um uh, I really appreciate how they come at it from from a little different thing, mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be a little confusing. Sure, it can uh, for people if if you've never read it before. You're like, well, why is this one a little different? Because it's obviously the same story, but there's mm-hmm. some different details. And um, I like to explain it in the sense of you know if we were all present mm-hmm. and we saw an event or saw like yeah. there was a car accident and we all saw it. Well, depending on where we were. We might have seen a few different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have heard a couple of different things, you know, and so they all work together to kind of give give that big, big yeah. picture. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important for people to understand, especially if you're new to reading the Bible. Yeah. That, uh, oh, wait, I do see some differences mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. where those differences are because they're coming from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys who were writing this stuff down, you know, some of their sources were different you know mark we we think that uh the things that he wrote down was a lot of his time spent with peter mm-hmm. and so he's writing that down you know it's and matthew he was he was there for a lot of it and so his looks a little different and um that's that's why there, it yeah. gives us a bigger a bigger picture yeah and that's Jesus wonderful is. i mean yeah. they don't they don't nullify each other no they just add a different perspective to the right. same story right. well and it i mean it just kind of furthers the um, accuracy of scripture when we when we hear that hey you, you we, we need to have a couple of witnesses to things to make sure that things are accurate right and mm-hmm. so here we have we've got we've got four yeah. stories that all well the whole Bible points to Jesus right mm-hmm. it all lines up but here are these four perspectives these these um, these men that have seen and and heard and done alongside of Jesus and we hear their stories and man, they are just, they're in full alignment. And so it just, it just screams truth. Mm -hmm. You know, it just screams truth. There's a bit of a time gap uh, between the, uh, the birth narratives. Mm -hmm. And then when we see Jesus starting to, to do something. So there's a jump from his birth to maybe the first two or three years to we see him at age around age 12. Yep. And then we don't see him again until it's he's around 30, 30 years old. Yeah. In fact, I think one of the write, gospel writers actually points out his age. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting in that is in Israel's history, when when they entered into the priestly service, it was at about age 30. Mm-hmm. That's about the time that, yep. that Jesus right. is, is coming kind of on. customary. Um, but I, I just wanted to throw out there, what do you guys think that's going on between age 12 and age 30. Well, we're in those years of, of raising children. No, I'm just, we, I don't know. Like I, you had to know his parents had to know who he was. Right. I mean, I think, man, that's a, such a good question. I don't know that I've ever really just stopped. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, what do you think, Casey? Well, I mean, I definitely think it was preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as TJ alluded to earlier, if there was something that we needed to know during that time, it would have been included mm-hmm. in here. Sure. But it's not pertinent to what we need to know now. It's fun to think about 
because, you know, day-to-day things were, were happening. You know, it mentions that we don't hear about Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. a- after uh, Jesus's early years. And so, you know, he was more than likely taking care of his family and providing for them. So I definitely think it's 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 fun to think about. It happened, mm-hmm. yeah. but we'll just have to ask one day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you nailed it on the head, though. I think that he was preparing for what his father had called him into because it, you, we think back on the story of uh, when they had traveled to Passover and um, and they were traveling back home. And a couple of days later, they're like, where's Jesus? And they're, they're frantic a bit. I was, I can't remember who I was, but we were joking about, we were talking about this here uh, at the church, just on staff. And we were talking about, we've all kind of like wondered where our kids were. And, and so it's like, are, are they hiding in the, hiding in the, in the clothes shelf over there in the corner of the store? Like where, where would we find them? But that's not what Jesus, he was probably very open about where he was. And when mom and dad, when Mary says, son, where were you? We've been we've been worried. And he's like, why were you worried? I was in my father's house. Yeah. Yeah. Where else would you expect yeah, me to be? Where else would you expect me to be? So I think that that was probably um, a good indication of, hey, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so even that gap from 12 to 30, he was right where he was supposed to be. He was um, he was preparing uh, the, the Lord. God was preparing his son right. um, physically, probably for what he was going to be enduring because his ministry had to have taken a physical toll on him. So there was probably a lot of preparation there. I mean, in the beginning was the word. And so that was all there. But I I think that he, that he was probably at least somewhat preparing physically for what the toll he was going to take for those next three and a half years of his life. Yeah. And also think he was just being human. Yeah. 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 He was living life and we are quick to point out, that, hey, we believe that Jesus is God, and rightly mm-hmm. so, because yes. that is who he is, and that's that's important. But I think it's also important uh, to note that he was fully human. Yes. And uh, Colossians, one, it talks about how he is the image of the invisible mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think he's also the image of what God's intention for human mm. was. Sure. The and Word so, became flesh yeah. Yeah. and dwelt among us. Right. So if we want to know what it looks like, like to be human, we need to look to Jesus. Yes, and uh, I think I think we sometimes miss that. Uh, we we focus more on his divinity than his right. than his humanity, um, and it's in his divinity, but also in his humanity that that he paid that he stepped in our place. He was able yes. to he was step able in to. our place, yeah. right, and paid the price that we that we should have should have paid. And one of the things that you said um, that I, I think you're right. I think he was human. Right in that, mm-hmm. in that he was just doing life, but he was doing life completely different than we do it mm-hmm. because he was doing it in a sinless manner, mm-hmm. which I, mm-hmm. I think we we need to make sure that we don't lose sight. Yes. Not that we lose yes. sight of that, yeah. but he was living life, but he was living life perfect. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're alluding to yeah. there is like he is a picture of what God's best yeah. is for mm-hmm. us. His Absolutely. plan looks like for us in this fleshly body, but also in, in our spiritual body too, and in, in who who God intends for us to be. Yeah. I uh, I heard this the other day, and this is not a topic I've researched, so you can take this or leave it. <laughs> um, but you know, we talk about how uh, Jesus was a carpenter, Joseph Joseph was a carpenter, um, but the point was made that much of Israel's structures are stone. 
And so could it be that he was a stonemason mm-hmm. carpenter? Mm-hmm. And then we look at all of the references that he makes as we talk about the preparation time. Mm-hmm. What was he doing from 12 to 30? Was he, you know, could it be that he was a stonemason and therefore then yeah. he refers to himself as the cornerstone? He talks about how um, Peter is the rock and he'll build his church upon the rock, you know? And so yeah. again, I don't know, take it or leave it. Yeah. It's fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've heard some of the same stuff too, and just kind of their understanding of builders and, yeah. mm-hmm. and carpenter that Jesus did use a lot of that language, uh, and then as he taught, he also used a lot of agricultural language, yep. which mm-hmm. they would have understood. Absolutely, right. right? Um, so we're entering in, we're getting ready to go f- quickly. Yes, through the New Testament. Uh, so I just wondered if uh, as we as we wrap up our conversation, is there anything that you're looking forward to? as we finish up over the next two months? Two things. I love the resurrection, mm. right? That's yeah. that's where all of our hope comes from. And uh, so that is a piece. And then even though as kind of weird and far out as it is and trying to get all the imagery, <laughs> revelation is coming, mm-hmm. which, which points us, gives us a picture of his return that I'm so looking forward to, mm-hmm. especially with, I mean, we all know this world's gotten cray cray, right? <laughs> it's just wild. Um, I'm ready to come home for to go home and mm-hmm. and and be with my king. Not that I, not not that I'm ushering that like real, but I want him to not tarry. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want him to come so that we can all experience him in his fullness. Right. What a day that that will be. Yeah, and I think we might have a better picture of. Revelation, having yes. just been through the Old Testament, Old Testament. Yes. Uh, for sure. Because I think sometimes we try to enter into Revelation as this thing that stands alone, yes. mm-hmm. and it's not no. at all. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. truly is a bookend for the end for everything. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like my answer. Maybe it's because I'm a nerd. I don't know, but it's like more of the same. Mm. Like I want to have more understanding and my eyes opened and. Um, more of who God is so that I can be transformed because of who he is. Yeah. And so just just more of this, mm-hmm. more of those aha moments, more of those that's so neat, you know, kind yeah. of kind of experiences like like we talked about so many times in the Old Testament, we think of God as this, harsh and oh my goodness how could that happen but now we see him as this merciful god mm-hmm. and this loving god and so I, sh- I just want more of that yeah. as we yeah. read through the new testament yeah i love that hey guys thanks for for joining us thank you for thank having you. this episode it's been a lot of fun yeah thanks brian thanks. Yeah. thank you so much for listening and as always we want to thank the river community church for sponsoring this podcast and if you're in cookville and looking for a church home We'd love to invite you to come out and you can check out more about us at theriverCC.com. Thanks and join us next time on The Word This Week. Mm